You're listening to Leaders Last. Leaders Last. With your host, Dr. David Robertson. All right, welcome back to another edition of Leaders Last. I'm your host, Dr. David Robertson. Thank you so much for being a part of the program. Today we're going to talk about respect. You know, respect is an interesting topic for numerous reasons. And it's something that is absolutely essential in the realm of leadership. First, let's talk about what respect is. By definition, respect is a multifaceted concept that involves holding someone or something in high regard, valuing their worth, and treating them with dignity and consideration. If you look on social media, you'll see that it's One of those things that encompasses recognizing and appreciating the rights, opinions, boundaries, and feelings of others. That's true. However, the part that's often forgotten is that it's also about recognizing and appreciating the rights and opinions and boundaries and feelings of yourself. That's right. As a leader, you have to know that you're entitled to the same things that you're expected to give to others. It's that simple. This idea of sacrificing your own rights, opinions, boundaries, and feelings is absurd, and you shouldn't do it. In fact, I would say that, as a leader, you should lead by example and demand the respect, while also recognizing that respect is reflective. Now, before I get into that, let's talk about why it's important for leaders to demand respect. Leaders should demand respect for several important reasons. The first is rather simple. We have to remember that leaders often have the responsibility to make decisions and guide a group or organization. However, to effectively do this, it is critical to have the authority and influence that come with respect from their team and followers. If you don't have that, it can be highly problematic, not only for your group, but also for yourself. As leaders, we have to remember that respect is one of those things that fosters trust and confidence. When team members respect their leader, they're more likely to follow their guidance and direction. Hence, you have to be willing to ensure it. Granted, that means providing the necessary elements to demand it, but I'll get into that in a second. But if you really think about it, you can probably appreciate the fact that a respectful environment promotes collaboration and productivity. It's actually a really simple concept. Your team members are more likely to work together in a positive way when they respect each other and their leader. If they don't respect the vision, each other, or you, what do you get? And think about this. Leaders usually play a pretty big role in resolving conflicts. If you don't have respect, if you don't get respect, that becomes a difficult challenge. Being respected can help a leader mediate disputes more effectively. Of course, I probably don't have to say this, but I will. Respect encourages motivation and loyalty. When you demand and foster respect, your team is more likely to be committed to your vision and the organization's goals. This part gets a little complex, but essentially, when they have respect for you, they're likely to have more respect for the things that you respect. Now, that also means that you have to have respect for things like integrity of the vision, but that's probably a different podcast. Anyway, let's think about what happens when you demand respect. 
If you fail to earn the necessary respect, things begin to break down. As previously alluded to, your team is likely to become disengaged. After all, if they don't respect you, why wouldn't they become more focused on the things they do respect? Well, the cause and effect is simple. This leads to reduced productivity and commitment. If you have reduced productivity, and more importantly, the commitment, you get higher turnover. And this is to say that a lack of respect typically drives talented individuals away from the organization. Of course, this leaves you with less talented individuals, which leaves your team in a bit of a pickle. And if nobody respects you, what does that mean for your decisions and directions? Well, the obvious answer is that they're more likely to be questioned or even ignored. And if that happens, well, you're going to be seen as ineffective, and that's not good at all. But then there are the more ambiguous and often ignored elements of this. The truth is that all of this typically leads to a hostile work environment with increased conflicts and tension among the team members. And this type of environment usually leads to morale issues, which negatively impact overall job satisfaction and well-being for everyone. And when you get that, well, that goes back to the high turnover. But more importantly, a complete lack of confidence in you and your abilities, which ultimately result in you not being the leader for very long. Leaders must demand respect, no doubt. However, that doesn't mean you go around and demand respect like a tyrant. That's actually a really quick way to destroy respect. So we have to think about this in a different way. I tell this to every single one of my students. Respect is reflected. This goes back to what I was talking about at the beginning. Yes, you want to provide others with respect. But before you do that, you must first respect yourself. Sort of operation. So the very first thing you have to do is recognize and appreciate your rights, opinions, boundaries, feelings, and vision. And you have to stand up for them. You have to defend them. You have to be willing to go to battle over them. And notice how I pointed to vision. So what I'm saying here is that you have to recognize and appreciate your rights, your opinions, your boundaries, your feelings, and the organization's vision. Hopefully, your personal vision aligns with the organization's vision, because if it doesn't, then what are you doing there? Anyway, understand that it's really hard to respect someone who doesn't respect themselves. You've got to put your oxygen mask on first. You are no good to anyone if you're not squared away. Then, and only then, you need to recognize and appreciate the rights, opinions, boundaries, feelings of the team, while keeping everyone vision focused. Now, if you're respecting yourself and you're respecting others and you're still not getting the respect you need, well, then you need to go back to respecting yourself and handle the situation accordingly. If you do this, and if you remember that respect is reflective, you'll set yourself up to be in a great situation. And this is true for several reasons. For example, doing it the way I've suggested helps to build trust and credibility within the team or organization. And that's because you're likely to hold yourself and others accountable. And when you treat yourself with respect, and when you treat others with respect, you're more likely to receive the respect and return by the truckload. And think about that kind of environment for a second. I mean, that's one heck of a culture. However, you have to understand that a culture of respect starts with leaders. If leaders demand respect but don't reflect it themselves, it ends up becoming a culture of hypocrisy and mistrust. Look, 
you have to understand that you're a role model, whether you like it or not. If you demonstrate self-respect and respect for others, you encourage team members to do the same. You set the standard. And frankly, that's a big motivator. And when you really think about it, you'll probably agree that team members are more likely to be inspired by someone who embodies the values they expect from others. Of course, there are a few other ways that you can foster respect outside of just respecting yourself and others. And these tactics are not manipulative, but they are ways to demonstrate that self and mutual respect are demanded. For example, you can lead by example, but that doesn't mean you do everything. You don't need to go clean the bathroom to demonstrate that you're part of the team. What you need to do is help everyone understand the strategic importance of such a job and elevate the people tasked with doing it. Similarly, you don't pretend to know something that you don't, while also not trying to be the smartest person in the room. Look, if you're even remotely good at being a leader, you've probably hired pros because they're good at what they do. Well, let them do it. Remember that if you could do it, you probably wouldn't need them. We've talked about that before, so I'm not going to focus too much on that topic, but seriously, that's a big one. Second, you've got to show a genuine interest in others' opinions and concerns. Not only does this foster respect, but it can illuminate a slew of potential problems and fixes that you might not have otherwise considered, which leads us to communication. You have to communicate with others and not punish people for giving you bad news. Leaders need effective and transparent communication, and your people need effective and transparent communication. Anything less destroys credibility and respect. It's that simple. And seriously, stop with the special treatment of individuals. There are no special cases, and you're only destroying yourself if you subscribe to that. Best person for the job, merit of thought, accountability, and no special treatment. If we're all on a team, then we are the team. This sort of goes back to the strategic importance of every position. If there's not a strategic importance for every position, you probably need to eliminate that position. Treating all team members fairly and consistently builds respect. Not doing so, well, that fundamentally destroys it. And this is especially true when it comes to conflict resolution. Speaking of which, it's really easy to dismiss someone's efforts as part of their job. And this is a mistake. This really goes back to validation exchange theory, but it boils down to organizational currency. Yes, they get paid to do their job, but so do you. Nevertheless, it feels good to be told you've done a good job. You need to acknowledge and appreciate the contributions of your team members. And actually, while I'm thinking about it, I should also give a nod to self-determination theory. Again, you've hired the pros. They're tasked with a job. If they're trained up and you task them with something, you need to get out of their way. Giving autonomy to your team is critically important for leaders. Not only does it free up your time, but it gives your team an opportunity to get the acknowledgement and recognition for a job well done if you're smart enough to give it upon the completion of the task via validation exchange. So yeah, respect. It's a little more complicated than just saying, show respect. For leaders, or I should say good leaders, it becomes a strategy. But hopefully, it becomes the best kind of strategy. The kind of strategy that benefits everyone. All right, be sure to hit that like, share, and subscribe button. 
I do appreciate your time. Once again, thank you for being a part of the program. That does it for this week. Until next time, take care.